Welcome to church. This week, Pastor Doug is continuing our sermon series that focuses on Alpha. In Alpha, we'll be exploring some of life and faith's biggest questions. Today's sermon will follow the question, does God heal today? At the end of the service, we'll be breaking up into groups of two or three and discussing the question from the message. So make sure you're staying engaged this morning. If you're new here, we'd love to get you connected with our community. You can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or by simply texting hello to 587-323-1199 and we'll respond right back. We're so glad you can join us today. Hmm. Does God heal today? I wish. But I think God definitely gives you the power to heal yourself. I was told that I would never walk ever again, and um, God healed me. I've had stuff happen where I'm like, no way. I think life itself is a miracle. I don't know. I think it's possible. I honestly don't know. I don't know if that, how that works. I don't know if that's a thing or not. Maybe. There's some things that you just can't explain with science or in any other way, so. Miracles? No, I don't believe I believe in miracles, man. Miracles do happen for sure. I guess I do. I do believe in miracles. I don't believe in miracles. I've never seen it. Uh, do I believe it? I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> so good morning and welcome to uh, everyone joining us this morning, those of you who are joining us online, especially if it's your first time here ever. Uh, if you've never been here before, you qualify for a free specialty coffee or drink at, at our Solid Rock Cafe, so make sure you see Michelle and she'll uh, set you up with that. But uh, it was really an amazing week this week. Pastor Bev and Mandy and my wife Tina and myself, we, were, we had the privilege of being at this incredible pastors and leaders conference um, in Banff. And there was six, 700 leaders and pastors from all across Alberta and the Northwest Territories uh, getting together. We had some of our friends from Vitalization who were here with us and a lot of Vanguard students. And it was just just an incredible, incredible time. And uh, from the moment I walked into the, to the auditorium, the main room there, I was just this blubbering mess as, as the Holy Spirit just hit me so strong. And my wife kept handing me Kleenexes as I'm just bawling and crying. And I remember two years ago, just before COVID, the exact same thing took place when all of us pastors were there. And and such an incredible pouring in of the Holy Spirit. And I really, really felt that it was to equip us for the two years that would follow, all of the, the craziness that would follow. And so I really feel, again, this was equipping for whatever the future holds. And um, it was such an amazing, amazing time. Um, so this year, we have Good Friday and Easter in person. It's so exciting. So bring your families and your friends. The details are in the bulletin or on our website. And then Pastor OJ's retirement celebration on Sunday, April 24th. Uh, we still need some volunteers for that, so you can see Michelle and sign up for that. But some of you might be saying, well, haven't you heard the doctor's latest report? Haven't you heard? Aren't you worried? Aren't you concerned? Well, you know what? I know whose report is greater and in Mark chapter 5, there was a woman who sought her entire life 
for healing. And the doctors and the specialists report said, it is incurable, there is no hope. But she began to hear whispers of another report. She began to hear the faint rumors that became louder and louder of the report of a man who'd come to break the curse of sickness and disease, a man who'd come to bring healing and deliverance and restoration. So this woman knew if she could just reach out and if she could just encounter, if she could just touch this man, she would be healed. And suddenly there was hope in the middle of her impossible situation. So I want us to stand this morning because today as friends and family and a church community, we're going to reach out on behalf of our precious pastors to touch Jesus, to receive his healing and his restoration. You know what? Let's be honest. Faith isn't about Faith isn't about denying what the doctors say. Faith isn't about denying the the report from the doctors. But faith is choosing instead to believe God's report. Amen? So there's never been a more important time as a family to stand on God's promises. And we continue to stand on his promises for healing for Pastor OJ and Barb. And this morning we receive, let's bow our heads, we receive the work of Christ on the cross on his behalf that breaks the curse of cancer and sickness and disease. We choose to believe God's report of healing and restoration over him right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you that in your word in James 5.16, it tells us, to pray for one another because our sincere prayers are powerful and effective. And God, you bring healing. And we pray right now in that hospital room that the Holy Spirit brings your healing touch, that your ministering angels surround him and strengthen him, and that he's healed and he's raised up and he's restored. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So if you haven't been back to church in a while, if you're watching online, April 24th would be a great time to come back and, and see our pastor. And speaking of coming back to church, so one Sunday morning, a mother goes and knocks on her son's bedroom door and tells him, it's time to get up and go to church. I'm not going to church this morning, the son says. You've got to get up and go to church, says the mother. No, I'm not, says the son. Yes, you are, says the mother. No, I'm not. They'd rather be somewhere else, and so would I, says the son. Give me two good reasons why I need to go to church. So the mother patiently replies, number one, you're 55 years old. And number two, you're the pastor. So... In all seriousness, we want to continue to encourage you to make your way back to family and to church. The, the strength of the body of Christ is really in one another, in really in one another, connecting with each other, challenging each other, loving each other, praying for each other. And it's really difficult to do those things if we're isolated. So we're nearing the end of our Alpha journey, and the topic today is, Does God Heal Today?, 
We want to thank all of you for your feedback and for those of you who volunteered and, and are ready to help us. It's going to be a, a really huge step for our church in making disciples who make disciples. And for those of you who have heard some of my sermons over the last almost four years now, you know I've shared many examples of God's protection, uh, especially during my 12 years in construction and prior to that when I worked in a sawmill. And I felt that some of my messages with my near-death experiences were so significant and they were so relevant. And, and one Sunday, one of you actually came up to me and said, you know what really stood out? stood out to me about your message, and I'm thinking, wow, what spiritual uh, thing did God put in their heart? How did God use me to put this deep spiritual truth into their life? And so I said, wow, what was it? And the person said, well, what I learned was don't stand next to Pastor Doug when he's working. <laughs> so, wow. Well, I have another example for you this morning. So back about 15 years ago, I was out in the construction company's storage yard, and I was helping sort out some steel beams that were very dangerously and precariously sitting in a pile, much like uh, you'll see here in a second. And so these beams were roughly around 50 feet long, and they weighed between five and 6,000 pounds each. And this process required two helpers, one at each end of the pile, as well as a crane and a crane operator. And we would place a hook on each end, we'd attach the cables, uh, like you see in this picture, and the crane operator would swing the beams over to a brand new pile that was much safer and much more stable. And what was so important, actually it was a matter of life and death, was really making sure we were only standing at the ends of the piles and never in the middle of the stack in case any of those beams suddenly tumbled off of the pile. Because at five to 6,000 pounds apiece, they could or would potentially kill someone if they did fall off that pile. So everything was going so smoothly until one of the hooks slipped off the end of a beam. Whose end, you may ask? Well, I think you know the answer. Yes, you guessed it. My end, the hook came dislodged, and it swung towards the center of the pile. So, hmm, it was decision time. The pile seemed stable, and it would really only take a second. What could possibly go wrong? Well... I moved from the end of the pile, and just as I ran to the center to retrieve the hook, one of the beams tumbled from the very top of the pile towards me in a split second. It was going to hit me, it was going to knock me over, it was going to kill me, or at the very least, it was going to snap or crush my leg. But I'm so thankful for the God factor and his divine protection yet again on my life. So as it tumbled and fell, the beam turned and twisted uh, until the flat side of it came in contact with my leg. And at the exact same time, at the opposite end of the beam, there was this huge, massive steel pipe there, and the beam was instantly stopped. 
So the beam literally slapped my leg and went no further. My leg was not crushed. My life was not lost. Yet again, I may ask, or I may, uh, I may say. So however, my calf and my shin started to swell and bruise almost instantly. When I took off my steel-toed boot, I couldn't pull up my jeans. We actually had to cut my jeans because my leg was about twice its normal size. It was dark black and blue, but miraculously, it didn't hurt and nothing was broken. I could actually get my boot back on as long as it was loose and not tied. So now was another decision time. This had to be reported, but reporting this incident meant I would lose my $500 safety bonus for that quarter. Back then with three teenagers, that was very important money to us. So did I do the right thing and report it and go get my leg looked at? Nope. I did tell my direct supervisor, and he didn't say anything because he was so old school that if you, know, if you got your arm cut off, you just get some duct tape and you tape it back on and you keep working. But please, please do not follow my example. If you get hurt at work, report it and get proper medical treatment. However, I'll be completely honest, there was a lot of fear about me losing that bonus, and so I didn't officially report it. But we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed. And from then on, and over the next few weeks, my leg was healing. The swelling and the bruising went down. There was no pain, and within a month or so, um, I could tie my boot properly again, and my leg was completely healed. So all healing, all healing is ultimately from God. Whether it's doctors and medical staff using the the latest uh, technology using their God-given skills, or it's the natural healing process that God has built into our bodies. And eventually, one day, we're all completely healed in heaven. But we're so grateful for the, the huge advances in medicine and technology. As a matter of fact, over the last hundred years, the, the life expectancy for all of us has greatly and dramatically increased. And yet, for all these advances, you look around the world, you look around your, your friends and family, and especially lately, especially lately, and so hugely in the last year, even in addition to COVID, there's been so much pain, sickness, and disease. And at some point in all of our lives, it hits us, whether it's ourselves directly, or it's our friends, or it's... It's our family. And at that point, it's only natural to desperately hope and to ask the question, does God heal today? I was very athletic when I was a teenager, and I actually um, passed out after a race, which was very weird for me. Maybe three weeks later, I was taking a sweater off one day, and when my hands were raised like this, I couldn't breathe at all. Three or four weeks after that, one morning, I woke up with a huge lump on my neck. They did a chest x-ray, a CT scan, everything, and then they sent me to Children's Hospital in an ambulance. And within two and a half days, I had a biopsy, was diagnosed with cancer, and started chemo an hour later. So it was intense. And by the time they found it, I had actually only had like max two weeks left to live. 
the first time walking to the treatment room, that was, um, that was a scary walk down the hallway for sure. Cause you just, you don't know what's gonna happen. The first week I was in the hospital, my youth group actually called me and they were all praying for me. Like the whole church was praying for me at that time. And that was pretty amazing actually seeing the support of the church uh, in that time. A year later, I was still on chemo. So it had been 20 months at this point. I was asked to sing at History Maker or Youth Convention. And uh, yeah, I don't know why I agreed to sing because I had a shot of chemotherapy before the long weekend and was on really heavy pills all those days. And I knew I was gonna be feeling pretty sick, but for some reason I didn't say no. And yeah, I remember we played the Friday and the Saturday and I was pretty, feeling pretty ill. And as I was walking into the building, grumpy as ever, I felt the Holy Spirit say, uh, Crystal, something really exciting is going to happen for you tonight. I was sitting in the very back of the stadium beside a really good friend of mine. And all of a sudden, I felt the most powerful, beautiful, loving presence of God fall on me. And I could not move. I was stuck like this and I just started to cry and to cry. And I've never felt anything like that. And all I could think was Jesus is about to heal me. And I have never been that confident in something in my entire life. And I had a headache and my headache left. And this heat went through my heart and this pain that was always in my kidneys left. And I didn't feel nauseous for the first time in almost two years. And I would have told everyone in the stadium that. I called my doctor a couple days later when I got home and I told him what happened and my two head nurses and they ran tests over the next little while and uh, yeah, there was no more cancer to be found and um, my kidney test came back perfect and my heart results came back perfectly normal. And uh, my nurses really started to cry and my doctor seemed pretty stunned. And the homie grew up and his dad was an evangelist and he went to lots of different meetings growing up and he actually saw a lot of people people healed and so he totally believed what happened to me but he told me later that he hadn't really thought of, of, of God for a really long time so that was really cool. Amen. So awesome. There's a verse in the Old Testament that says, I am the Lord who heals you. So it's God's very nature to heal. God loves you and he wants you to thrive and he wants you to experience wholeness. God's incredibly good all the time, and sickness and disease are not from him. Sickness and disease are part of the curse because of mankind's disobedience. But Christ took away that curse. He changed places with us and put himself under that curse. So when the Bible is talking about healing, there are references to emotional, physical, and spiritual health, but there are many referring to physical healing. A huge part of the Gospels are dedicated to the healing miracles of Jesus. In Isaiah, it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, and by his wounds we are healed. So Peter then goes on to quote Isaiah, and the word healed he uses is the Greek word aeomai, aeomai which is from a medical term that doctors would use to describe physical healing or curing of the human body. So 26 times in the New Testament, it refers to physical healing, but it can also be translated as spiritual or mental or emotional healing as well. 
In Matthew's gospel, we catch a glimpse of the compassion of Jesus that he had for people that were sick and suffering. It says, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. But you know what? It wasn't just Jesus. Jesus gave authority to his followers, to his disciples, to you and to me to tell others the good news and to heal the sick. And it's not just for certain people like pastors or elders or or missionaries. This is for every single believer. It says, Jesus said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. And these signs will accompany those who believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. You see, the word Jesus actually means deliverer or savior. And the Greek word for save is sozo. And it's a really interesting word because sozo means I save. So Jesus came to save us from our sins, to bring us forgiveness. But the same word also means I heal. Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted. And God loves to heal and he wants to use you and me to bring healing to those around us. Jesus sent to his apostles always telling them, preach the kingdom and heal the sick. Um, so praying for the sick people is a part of our ministry. Uh, some people uh, have a special gift, but uh, everybody can pray for, the, for sick people. Nowadays, of course, we, medicine, uh, science uh, comes to help in many, many respects. And this is also a way uh, for God to, to come to our help. But <clears throat> nevertheless, people need prayer because there are many situations where medicine has nothing to say. And we are supposed to give hope to these persons in any situation, in any situation, because there is nothing impossible for God. And giving a person hope is sometimes is the best remedy to illnesses. Amen. Nothing is impossible for God. And we're never, we're never more like God than when we are helping hurting people by wiping away their tears, by ministering to the brokenhearted, by lifting up the fallen and bringing hope to the hopeless. You know what? The Bible also says that our words, our words can bring healing. So with your words, you can bring healing to division. You can bring peace and encouragement and forgiveness. We all know that most of the hurt we experience in life comes from relationships. But actually, so does most of our healing. Healing comes from our relationship with God and in turn our relationships with one another. That is why community is so important. So we see in the book of Acts that Jesus' followers went around healing people. 
It says the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. And as you look at church history, as you look throughout the centuries, that is what we see, that is what we see and still today, God is healing people. Okay, but the reality, the reality, what about those who aren't healed? Let's be real this morning. So, of course, not everybody gets healed. I think of my mother who prayed for people for healing and saw them healed, and she prayed for her children and her grandchildren and saw healings, but she herself did not receive her physical healing here on earth. And she passed away from cancer. But as a family, we prayed and we believed that she would be healed right up until her very last breath. And when she wasn't, our faith wasn't deterred. We still believed in God's healing power and we still believed that he was a loving and faithful God. And that never changed Of course, we had tears. Of course, we mourned her passing. But you know what? We wiped away our tears and we got back up. And we were determined as ever to believe for God's miraculous healing for the next person that needed it. The greatest gift that we have received is eternal life, which we will see in heaven along with our complete physical healing and mental healing and emotional healing. But until then, we believe for and are thrilled to see people who were delivered from sickness and disease here on earth. When Jesus taught his disciples and then sent them out, he spoke a lot about the kingdom of God. And he said, Heal the sick who are there and tell them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. So the kingdom of God is, that's like God's sphere of influence. And one day, God's sphere of influence will be complete. It'll be perfect when we're all in heaven. But in the meantime, we're waiting Jesus' return. And there are over 300 references in the New Testament about his second coming. And when he returns, everyone will be healed and restored. There'll be no more sickness, no more disease, no more suffering, no more pain. God's kingdom will be complete. But right now, we're kind of in this transition zone. We're in this in-between time where heaven is the perfect standard, and here on earth, we're, we're on an imperfect earth. And not everyone is healed because we live. We live in a broken and fallen world. And you know what? We're all born into a war. We're born into a war and we have an enemy who hates us. Paul puts it like this. Paul says, right now, we're groaning on the inside because we're, re- we're waiting for the redemption of our physical broken bodies. But the totality of that, the completeness of that is only going to happen in the future when Jesus returns. But while Jesus says there is a future kingdom, there's also a present aspect to it right now. 
He tells us to pray that God's kingdom would come now, even as it will be in heaven someday. You can experience a foretaste now of what is guaranteed in the future. You know, the spring weather in Edmonton tends to be really quite cruel. So we come out of this horrible, cold winter, and we get a few really warm days in early spring, and we're like, wow, I'm going to go outside without my coat on today, and the sun is out, and everything is melting, and then, boom, the next day, just when we have hope, it snows, and it's cold, and we're thinking, wow, summer has not yet arrived And those warm spring days are just a foretaste of summer. They tell us that summer is coming. Hold on. Well, when Jesus heals people here on earth, it's like a foretaste of the future. It's a foretaste of heaven. One day when everyone is going to be healed. Until then, we continue to believe God for healing now but we completely trust him with the journey. We completely trust him with the timing, and we completely trust him with the outcome. Lots of people were praying for me, lots and lots of people. And uh, I was so grateful for their prayers. I was grateful for the wonderful medical care I had. But I remember on Friday, and it happened to be Easter weekend, so Good Friday, my minister for my church offered to come in and pray with us, and we accepted that invitation. And he came and he prayed for me, and he said, I think God may want to heal you. And so it was a Friday afternoon that he prayed for me, and I was scheduled for an MRI on the Tuesday following. I feel like I had very little faith for miraculous healing. It's not because I didn't believe it was possible, I just thought it would probably happen for other people. It would never happen to little old me in Vancouver. I went into the MRI machine and the next day I got the results. And I don't think I will ever forget the day and I can see the doctor's face rushing into our room and saying, are you ready to go home? And Ryan and I were quite confused. You know, we'd sort of set ourselves up for we're here for eight weeks, it was at five and a half weeks. and. We said, yes, why? And he said, has no one given you your MRI results? We said, no, nobody's come in yet. He said, we can't find it. And I said, what do you mean you can't find it? He said, your fungal ball has completely disappeared. I can't find a trace of it. It's as if it never existed. And I said, not even the little scar on my brain? He said, nothing. It's completely gone you can go home today. And I remember the moment, because my husband just fell into my lap, laughing, crying, I was laughing. And I said to this doctor, who I don't believe had a Christian faith like I did, I said to him, I believe God healed me. He kind of shrugged and said, I don't have an explanation. And literally, I went home that day. I have never known that kind of joy, but also, I also know that I've never experienced that depth of gratitude. So what about healing today? Well, if God calls you into the medical profession, and then that's an amazing calling. You know, if you look back at the roots and the founding of most of our hospitals, they go back to Christian institutions set up 
in the belief that God cares about people and cares about their healing because they're precious and they're made in his image. And God often heals people in ways that we can explain, like advances in medical science, but sometimes he directly heals people in ways that we can't explain. So we should never stop praying, especially when the medical profession can't do any more or when they say the situation is hopeless. That is when we press in harder and we don't give up. Wayne Gretzky famously said that we miss 100% of the shots that we don't take. More importantly, John Wimber, former rock musician, evangelist, and founder of the Vineyard Movement said, and I've kind of liberally paraphrased it, he said, if we pray for no one, then no one is healed by our prayers. If we pray for someone, then someone is healed. And the more people we pray for, the more people are healed. So how do we pray for healing? Well, it's God who heals, and it's, it's not us, so there's no need for hype or antics. There doesn't have to be some special technique involved. It's just simple faith. But I have a very, very important sidebar this morning. It's, it's so important. I really want you to heal this. Heal this. I really want you to hear this. We are always to treat people with love and dignity and respect. And if they don't receive their healing here on earth, that's okay. There's never to be guilt or shame. We never tell them it's their fault or God doesn't love them or God's punishing them for something or that they don't have enough faith. That is not okay. Jesus always prayed for people with love and compassion and mercy. And that should be our motive as well. So, how do we pray for healing? Well, one unique way is that God sometimes heals through words of knowledge. So God will give someone a thought or a picture or an impression. Or they might actually feel a pain that someone else is is feeling. And this can be very vulnerable both to the, the person that gets this word of knowledge from God and to the person that responds to it. But it's been said that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And sometimes you need to step out of your comfort zone. So when it comes to praying for someone for healing, there's a real simple model you can use. Just check with the person, see if they're okay, that maybe you place a hand on their shoulder or the place where they're experiencing pain, as long as it's appropriate. Um, And of course, then you just pray a simple prayer in Jesus' name and ask the Holy Spirit to come and to touch them. And sometimes you need to pray more than once. Jesus prayed for a man who was blind, and he said to him afterwards, can you see? And the, the man replied, well, It kind of looks like trees walking around. And so Jesus is like, okay, let's do this again. So he prayed for him again, and this time the man could see clearly. So don't give up. And even if you're not immediately healed, keep trusting God. Keep believing.
as a child, I played basketball, and I think that's where the problem with my knee started. And it became worse after joining the Royal Marines. The tendons were, were, were ripped, the ligaments were ripped. And as a result, my kneecap was sort of free floating in my leg, as it were. I couldn't walk for a long period of time. I couldn't sit for a long period of time. And in itself, running was completely out of the question. I got a U-turn when I came to Alpha. I was, I was invited, reluctantly accepted, I must highlight. You know, very cynical about the entire thing. And then a chap said he had a word of knowledge about this young man who has this knee problem. And he's been ongoing for a long time, he needs to get it sorted. And he, if he wants prayer, he can raise his hand. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is me. Who's, who told him about it? Who told him about my knee? And I cautiously raised my hand to my ear, just, just the height. And two, two guys came over and said, do you want one prayer? I said, yes. And I said, I'm, I'm the knee guy. Yeah, you can say so you could pray, if you, and I really appreciate that. And they started praying for me and uh, placed his hand on my knee. And just 30 seconds, 45 seconds into prayer, there was this warmth in my knee. And then there was a tingling, which is a bit ticklish. So I started laughing. And at, at the end of the prayer, there was a slight difference. I could, I could sense there was a change. But I wanted to make, make sure that actually it is good to go. So I told them, step back, I need to test this. I absolutely just, just landed on my knees very heavily, like boom, on the, on the ground. And there was no pain. I just couldn't believe it. That after such a long period where I've been to top doctors, top physiotherapists in the armed forces trying to get this sorted, you know, and within three to five minutes, it's all gone. So the next day I went for a six mile run and in the end I felt absolutely fine. So I remember it was, it was not that long ago, it was a year or two before COVID and one of our members came up here to the front at the end of church and they shared a, no a word of knowledge about how God wanted to heal several people. And after church on that Sunday and throughout the week we had more and more testimonies about God's miraculous healings. And there are others here that you can testify to miraculous things God has done over the years here at Calvary. And personally, Tina and I in our lives have seen miraculous healings from MS and from diabetes and my construction injuries. And uh, our children have been healed and so many more. And that is why we've tried to tell people whenever we can about Jesus' desire to bring healing to others' lives as well. And we try to, to pray for people like we've been prayed for because I believe that God uses all of us today to help heal people. And it, it's so important when our friends and family are facing sickness and disease and even possibly death, they're looking for those who will come along beside them and have the faith and be willing to walk with them to trust God and believe for God's grace and healing. So yes, God does heal today. And we want to be those who bring God's love and healing in our family, among our friends, in our workplace, in our community. We want to be those who bind up the brokenhearted. We want to be those who wipe away people's tears, lift up the fallen, break down division, and bring healing wherever we go in Jesus' name. So let's stand this morning.
First of all, if you've never made a decision to be a Christ follower, you're not sure what that's about, but you're feeling something burning in your heart this morning, I'm going to pray a simple prayer. We're going to put it up on the screen, and you can just pray along with me. So Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, and that you love me so much and died on the cross for me. I'm sorry for my sin, for doing things my own way. Please forgive me and come into my life today. Thank you for a brand new start. So if you prayed that today for the first time ever, or if you just have some questions about this morning, you can actually text LIFE to the number you see on the screen, or you can come up and, and talk with us afterwards. Either, either way, that's, that's perfectly cool. So now I really strongly feel the presence of God here this morning to touch some people, to heal some people. And as Jesus himself said, each one of us, each one of us, not just the pastors or the elders, are, are to lay hands on the sick and see them healed. So I kind of want us to take that risk today. So if you need physical healing, um, I want us to get in little groups. Normally we were going to get into little groups and discuss some questions from the sermon today. But I want us just to get together. Maybe it's just you and your family that are here or you're bold enough to turn around to the people sitting beside you or behind you. And I want to see if anybody needs some physical healing today. And I just want us to pray a simple prayer. If that person's okay with you just putting a hand on their shoulder, that is cool. But let's take a risk this morning and let's see God touch some people. Let's see God heal some people this morning because he loves us so much. And that is what he wants to do. So if you could just take a minute. I don't want to make people uncomfortable, but I also want to stretch us a bit this morning too. So find someone, turn around, or if it's just the people you came with, if that's who you're most comfortable with. And you don't have to tell people exactly what it is you have need of healing for. You might just say, yeah, I need God's healing. And let's just pray a simple prayer. God, heal them. Holy Spirit, come and heal them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to let you keep praying, but please, if you need to go pick up kids or something else, please feel free to be dismissed. But we're already hearing some amazing testimonies of God already touching people and healing people this morning. And by all means, if you want prayer, the pastors or elders to pray for you, please, you're welcome to come up. But Father, just bless each family, bless each person this morning and this week. May they carry the healing hope of Jesus to this world around us. And for our pastor in his hospital bed this morning, Father, we speak healing over him in Jesus' name, that you raise him up, that you touch him, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you need anything, do not hesitate to contact us. You can find more information on our website, Facebook, or on YouTube and Instagram. We'll see you again soon.